Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the SJN Podcast. We are currently on episode 10. Now, guys, I just want to apologize again for another two-month hiatus. I understand episode 9 was released two months ago, but a lot has been happening in my life. Um, A lot of going on currently uh, with work, working full-time while job searching for that big boy job. And a lot of things happening this weekend. Um, Just the other day on Saturday, I went to go celebrate my aunt's 60th birthday. On Sunday, I went to my mother's for a football Sunday with uh, my cousins and everything. Going to my aunt's birthday party. It was really good. Uh, We went to an Italian restaurant called Luca's. If you ever heard of it, it was in New Jersey and Edison. So it was a blast. They had delicious food. I had the calamari, the flamingon. It was great. Um, it was a BYOB. So you know we were drinking a lot of white wine and my aunt's homemade sangria. And it was really good to catch up with my cousin uh, Alexa and Jordan. I haven't seen them in a while. And then on Sunday we had a, a food marathon as I call it. My mother is the best cook in the world. I know everyone says their mother makes the best food, but my mom definitely makes the best food. So what we had was some pulled pork sliders, some quesadillas, uh, nachos, and steak. And then my mom even made me extra food for a care package for next week. So I don't even have to make any food. So shout out to my mother. It's good to see my parents. And we were able to watch football. My mother has the Red Zone channel. She didn't even realize she had it. Un- until uh, a couple years ago, but we were able to watch the Giants and the Jets, and that's what this episode is going to be. Look, again, we take the hiatus, but you know how it is. We go back into it, so let's move on, and let's talk about the New York Jets. We're going to start with that game, because that's what happened beforehand, and this happened around, uh, this was the 425 game at MetLife Stadium. It was it was something. It was funny because when I was checking my phone, a lot of people I went to school with or people I know were all at that game. Kind of interesting. Leading up to that game, um, everybody and everybody kept announcing, oh, the Jets haven't won. They're 0-12, lifetime against the Eagles. The Jets don't play the Eagles that often, but to be 0-12 is, is something. And recently prior before that, the Jets' defense was stepping up, but the offense was was uh, stagnant. But let's go with the positives of the game. For the Jets, uh, defensively, they were they came to play. They forced three interceptions and one fumble, so they were able to force four turnovers against the Philadelphia Eagles. On the defensive side of the ball, Quincy Williams. He's showing the league this year that he is a top 10 linebacker. Yes, you heard me. I said that. Quincy Williams. Not Quinton Williams. Quincy Williams is showing he's a top 10 linebacker in this league. Now, moving on to the offensive side of the ball for the positives. Brees Lightning or Brees Hall. He's doing his best with what he's given with his touches. Uh, the Coach uh, Coach Sala said last week they were going to give him the full... Uh, the full reins, as they say, the full reins. The he was doing his thing, and again, that was good for me for fantasy. Defensively, they were forcing Jalen Hurts to beat them by the throw. The Eagles' offense predicates on 
the RPO, run-pass option, running the ball, and their offensive line. If Jalen Hurts is throwing more than 30 times, that smells trouble. And that's what they did. They said, okay, listen, we're going to take away the run. The Eagles' offensive game plan was not running the RPO. If you noticed, um, they have not really used him to run the ball. This defense said, you know what? Screw this. We're going to stop the run. You're not going to run outside with the quarterback. How about you pass the ball? He passed it over 50 times, and they were able to force him into some mistakes. Move on to the negatives of this game for the New York Jets. So Zach Wilson, your, your quarterback, he's not moving the needle. And what I mean by he's not moving the needle is he's not throwing interceptions, but he's not throwing touchdowns. It's doing nothing. He's basically just taking space. And this offense has shown nothing for me. It's shown that it's not getting better with Wilson, but it's not getting significantly worse. Wilson is... It's an anomaly with this guy. He was prorated so high with his talent, his arm talent. He can get out of the pocket. He can escape. But it just seems to me like he just doesn't have that NFL instinct. He doesn't have that X factor. And what's funny is that you have a guy like Garrett Wilson. And what I don't understand is how do you not just give him the ball? Have him run a couple slant routes. Wilson, just dump it off to Garrett Wilson. Let him do his thing. That's what the Giants did when they had Eli and Odell. Odell would just run slants and Eli would hit him in strides. But it just seems Wilson is just not, not cutting it. And for anyone out there defending Wilson and saying, well, uh, you know, well, you know, he's he's he can be the quarterback. He learned under Aaron Rodgers. What exactly has he shown in these last couple weeks? He's shown that he's not a gunslinger and turning the ball over, but you need a guy who can make the passes. And another negative from this game was no time management. If you can recall, when Jalen Hurts threw his last interception, his third one of the game, they were in the red zone. All they had to do was take a knee, kill the clock, kick the game-winning field goal. Instead, the Jets decide to do a run play. Brees Lightning is going full speed. He's not thinking, and the Eagles let them score. Now, for fantasy, again, that's good for me. I mean, he was at 14 points, and he went up to 19. As a fantasy owner, I was not upset about that. Brees Lightning doing his thing. If you're the Jets, you need to have better management. And that goes knock on the coaches, uh, and I'm calling you out, Coach Sala. We're going to do the overall of this game. If you're a Jets fan, enjoy the win. Enjoy the win before the bye week next week. But I will say this. Don't be delusional. Don't take this win as we're going to the Super Bowl. We're a Super Bowl team. We're, we're, we're going to be the best. Because let's be honest here. Your defense is, is definitely top 10. Top 10 defense. Even when you're missing guys like Sauce Gardner. Your offense is an anomaly. If you can just get that offense to above average, you would be a playoff team. And maybe you could talk about Super Bowl. But as I was driving home from my parents, 
It's all I heard on WFAN. Oh my God, the Jets are a Super Bowl team. Please pump the brakes on that. Enjoy the win. It was a sloppy win. But as they say, a win is a win. So Jet fans, enjoy that as you go into the bye. Like I always say, and this was my always fa- my favorite saying with a bye week, you can't win and you can't lose, and you can just sit there and watch fantasy, uh, fantasy football. You can just sit there and watch Red Zone and enjoy NFL Sundays. But let's go now to the New York Giants. It's so funny that this was a primetime game. And I will say this, I am appreciative because with my job now, unfortunately, I do miss Sundays. Uh, I do miss the regular 1 o'clock, so I work uh, 1 to 7. So I am missing most of the Sunday games, but I've been blessed where the Giants have been playing in primetime. Primetime as in Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. So I haven't missed, I've only missed one game and that was the Dolphins. So I was able to watch this one, even if I didn't take off uh, this Sunday. But this was the Giants against the Bills at Orchard Stadium. Now, going into this game, the Giants were supposed to be blown out. Uh, They were the major underdogs. There was a little bit of of, uh, positivity news. Around 11 a.m., they were announcing that Barkley, without any bearing setbacks, would come back for this game. So it was mostly a confidence booster, but it wasn't one of those where oh, this is going to thread the needle. It was more of, okay, can he make it somewhat competent? Maybe he'll get some yards, stuff like that. But just an update, during that game, Damian Harris was tackled. He had a gruesome neck injury. It looked like a regular tackle from Okereke, but I'm looking at all the, the, the ESPN reports and everything. It seems like he's okay. He's functioning and everything. So that's a good sign. Now, this game was... It's funny because this game was actually down to the wire for the very last call. Uh, Positively for the Giants, they made this a game. Uh, Defensively, they looked great. And shout out to the defensive coordinator, uh, Wink Martindale. They were mixing schemes up, throwing different blitzes, disguising coverages... Sending guys on blitzes, bringing them back, changing it up for Josh Allen. And he was very confused. He was not on his A game tonight, or last night. McFadden, uh, one of the linebackers, he's looking pretty decent as a tackler. It seems every he's he's everywhere making a tackle. And the linebacker that we uh, the New York Giants signed in the offseason, Okereke, he's looking good, and he's looking like he's worth every penny. This was his game. He was all over the place, whether it was tipping the ball for an INT, which McFadden was able to catch in the air, or just making tackles and sacks and doing everything he could to uh, help the defense. I also thought they had good offensive schemes. They were getting the ball out very quickly, throwing it to Juan Dale, throwing it to um, Jalen Hyatt. Going on the negatives of this game, in the waiting seconds of the first half, Second quarter with less than uh, you're at the you're at ten seconds at the one yard line in the red zone. We saw Tyrod Taylor go to an audible from pass to run. He hands it off to Barkley. Mind you, they have no timeouts. He gets stuffed at the goal line, and they didn't have enough time to clock it and eventually kick the field goal, which would have put them up nine nothing, which is two possessions. 
And it's it's upsetting because you know I I don't understand one why are you running the ball the the Bills have been stuffing the run the whole entire game. As soon as Barkley gets the ball, he's tackled in the backfield. And Tyrod Taylor, you, you're in the league for 10, 12 years, and you why are you doing that? And a lot of people were saying on the radio, uh, why was Dable yelling at Tyrod Taylor on the sideline? Oh, he's a veteran; he shouldn't be showing up his player. First of all. Who are we to say Tyrod Taylor is that type as that type of statue? Tyrod Taylor is a journeyman, veteran, above average backup quarterback. He does not deserve that Peyton Manning esque, Tom Brady esque status. And I love when Brian Dable just calls out his players. And the thing with him is he doesn't discriminate. Whether it's a superstar player like Saquon Barkley or it's the last guy on the bench. You do something wrong, you're getting screamed at. So overall, if you looked at the game, there were two plays at the very end. Uh, there was a first play where it was a there was a PI call against the defender was holding Darren Waller. That I could understand. But then the second play, right after they were right at the one with no uh, no time on the clock, and you could tell Darren Waller was getting held. And I'm not upset about the call. I, I am, I get it, it should have been a P.I. call. But you have to look at it like this. You really think the refs are going to call it twice in a row? If you're the Bills, that's a smart play. Because if you hold them again, they call the flag, they're just going to redo the play, reset the play. So why not try to get away with it? I am, a, I'm not upset about the call. I get it. It, it, it was a P.I., it didn't happen. But here's, here's where my argument is. This is where I'm upset about. If you're the New York Giants and you would have scored that field goal right before the half, you wouldn't need to score that touchdown to win the game. You would just need the field goal to win the game. And you could have kicked the chip shot from Gano. He's automatic. They would have won the game. You can't rely on a PI call and you can't rely on the refs to win you a game. It's how it's always been. You can't rely on the refs. So they had their own wounds. They shot themselves in the foots. Overall, I think the Giants defense played, again, Giants defense played very good. But at the same time, the Bills just had a horrendous, horrendous, horrendous game. Now moving on to other things besides the big major games that happened this Sunday. A little bit of, I call it, miscellaneous. Now, if you're all following uh, the WNBA, the New York Liberty are actually in the finals right now against the Aces. They're down 2-1. to one. Game 4 will be on Wednesday, the 18th at 8 p.m. And why do I bring this up? Because the WNBA team, the New York Liberty, they're at, they are the best team in New York right now. And also, uh, Kelsey Plum is on the Aces. Who's Kelsey Plum? Darren Waller's wife. There's your connection right there. New York to New York. You know, I'm always making those types of connections. But I know I discussed on the last podcast about my fantasy football team, and I did mention it very, very briefly. Now, if we're going off of fantasy football, currently I'm 3-3. Three and three. Now, I'm going to give you like why I think I'm winning and why I think I'm losing. So the good keys on my team are I have a good quarterback, a good wide receiver, a good flex player, but I did neglect the running back position. 
I did take Brees Hall, which is great, but it's hit or miss with my other ones. I have Damian Pierce, and he's playing terrible. The guy's giving me four points. The most he's giving me is nine. I could have drafted another running back, but I chose to go with him because last year he was giving me 15. It's just so funny how it changes every single year. But I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of my fantasy, something a little miscellaneous. What else was going on in New York? Because that's what was going on. Yes, baseball baseball playoffs are going off, but there's no one really significant. If you really want to piss off, if you really want me to piss off Yankee fans and Met fans, here, I'll do it right now in 10 seconds. You ready? Jordan Montgomery's pitching for the Texans, and he's playing unbelievable. And then if you're the Mets, well, Scherzer and Verlander in the playoffs, and they might be pitching against each other. But it looks like that's all the time we have here. And again, guys, I apologize for the hiatus. I'm going to be very consistent from now on. I'm back on track. We're getting back on the saddle here with the SJN podcast. On the next episode, we actually are going to discuss the New York Knicks. I know. The New York Knicks will be part of the episode. We will be discussing the New York Knicks' recent news And two of the points here I have are, does quickly, Emmanuel quickly, deserve an extension because his contract's up by the end of this year? And what are the expectations for R.J. Barrett in year five? Of course, we're always going to be talking about football here. So for the Giants, we will be, I will give you a reaction about um, the Giant Commander game. And for the Jets, you have a bye week, but I will give you updates on your players that are coming back, hopefully uh, hopefully Sauce comes back for, for the next game for the New York Jets. And that next game for the New York Jets, when they come back, that will be against that will be against the Char oh, excuse me. That'll be against the Giants actually. So that should be a very interesting one o'clock game. And that'll be a good podcast. But again, guys, thank you so much. This is SJN, and we are signing out.